Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one magnanimous page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Megillah 25, we come across one of these notions. I'm going to be very candid and very emotional here. I came across this idea in my own grandmother's shiva. I was obviously in an emotional state of mind, and I came across the following part of Talmud. I'm going to read it to you right now. The Mishnah cites three instances where the communal prayer leader is silenced. The Gemara clarifies, granted, they silence one who repeats, we give thanks, we give thanks. It appears like he's acknowledging and praying to two authorities. And granted, they also silence one who says, may your name be mentioned with the good. As this formulation indicates, what is thanking God only for the good and not for the bad? And we learned in a Mishnah, Brachot 54a, one is obligated to bless God for the bad, just as he blesses him for the good. Now imagine me sitting Shiva for my beloved grandmother and learning this line, one is obligated to bless God for the bad, just as he blesses him for the good. It sounds elevated, it sounds supremely inspired, but that's not the sort of emotion that you could handle when you're in a state of grief. And so... I want to welcome to the show the man who untangles for us the existential mysteries, the man who helps us wade our way through the difficult waters of the Talmud, the one, the only, my teacher and yours, Rabbi David Beshevkin. How are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy to be discussing Talmud. And specifically, I say it's an absolute joy, even though this passage in your introduction was kind of sad and somber. But I think that what the very passage is telling us is that the source of all joy is also the very same source of somberness and difficulty and suffering. And it is difficult to hear that, particularly when you are sitting in a shiva house, when you are mourning the loss of somebody close. And I want to emphasize something that's really important. In Judaism, we very much believe that Although the Mishnah is telling us now that we need to acknowledge and be able to articulate that there is one source for all of the emotional experiences we have in this world, there is one source that both happiness, joy, excitement, and inspiration derive from, and at the very same time and the very same source that sadness, suffering, difficulty, and failure derive from. And I think very often in life, we like to bifurcate these types of emotions. We like to look at life as it is a joyous, uplifting experience. That's what it should be, except in these times where it's like not quite life. Like that's not really what life's supposed to be. God, you get all the good things. You get all the nice things that we could, you know, problematically just assign to you. And then somewhere in the recess of our mind, somewhere in the back room of our emotional, you know, storage house, we keep all the bad things. Exactly. But what I think the Talmud is telling us here is not just to reorient our conception of God, and that's very much the case, where we have to acknowledge the fact that although we don't have the reason for all of suffering, we do understand the source of why we're in this world and the creator of the world being God is the source of both difficulty, sadness, and also the joy and inspiration. But I also think the Talmud is coming to reorient our very understanding of self. I think very often people go through life 
and they try to block away, run away, ignore, and blockade somehow those feelings of distance, of sadness, of grief, of suffering that they confront. And I think what the Mishnah is telling us is that particularly in times of prayer, which is how we learn to befriend and really acknowledge the source of all things in our life, we can't spend our entire lives running away and blockading certain emotions just because they're uncomfortable or painful. We need to learn how to become friends and how to negotiate and build relationships even with difficulty, even with pain, even with sorrow. And I think the forum with which we do this is during moments of prayer. I think what is prayer if not those moments of mindfulness where we contend with our thoughts and we bring holiness and we bring sanctity to whatever our experiences may be. And it's specifically during times of prayer that the Mishnah tells us that we silence them. It's during prayer because the whole edifice of prayer is this amazing building and edifice that we bring in all of our emotions and we sanctify them. It is almost, so to speak, the mikvah for our thoughts. It is the ritual bath where we dunk in our feelings of difficulty, our feelings of sorrow, our feelings of pain, and also our times of happiness and joy. And we allow them all to immerse in our minds as we slowly utter the words of prayer and we find a way to reconcile all of these moments and find sanctity and opportunities for wholesomeness no matter how much brokenness we're experiencing in our inner lives. And that's what prayer and the edifice of prayer is all about. Rabbi Beshevkin, Nichamtani, you have comforted me. Thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.